Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hey gang, this is Charlie Harding, porn star and gay celebrity. You're listening to Flame On! Welcome to Flame On. This is Brian the Bear. I'm here with some, if not most, of the motley crew that is Flame On. The important ones are here. Well, I I won't say anymore because I don't want someone complaining later. So we have here in our presence Oral, of course. Hi, everybody. Who people still don't believe that's your name? It's amazing after how well. Not that they've known you for as long as you've been on the show, but I mean, people still just don't believe it. It's literally it's O R A L. And it's That's, not your drag name? No, it's not my drag name. Okay. I'm working on that. <laughs> Pat yeah. gave me a really good idea for one, um, but that's on Drag is the New Spandex. So. Yes, which yep. we'll talk about in a little bit, because yep. I want to talk about what's coming. Uh, we have our award-winning artist, Jared. Accolades and Who kudos. is blinking and, uh, you know, being coy at us. Yeah. Hey, listen. Your name. This is the thing I have to say. Well, let me introduce uh, Eric, of course, first. Then I'll get on my rant. Eric, the Muscle Daddy. <laughs> Hi. Okay, moving on. We were nominated for Wave Awards, Yay. and because of your voting, those of you who voted, we did get third. Now, some might say that was a loss because last year we got second. Some might say that oh, third. Who cares? But our name was up on their little voting thing or their um, how to vote for like two weeks at least. Flame on show right there in big letters. So a lot of people saw us who never would have heard of us before. I don't know if that translated any more listeners, but you know what? <laughs> I'll take what I can get. And on top of that... Is that um, how you and Pat ended up in a relationship? That one's for you, girl. <laughs> wow. Aw. So mean to our fifth member, well, right now, who is not here, but is always here in spirit because he listens and edits everything we say. Mm-hmm. I call him our producer. <laughs> He is the creative director, promotions head. He's whatever title we want to give him. We kind of give each other titles randomly. It's the thing. But um, 
the uh, the wave awards were good. We went to the ceremonies. Uh, Pat and I actually. Pat came in first <laughs> for photographer, which was very cool because he has been doing a lot more of his photography work. The plaque for Parliament. is humongous. <laughs> it is very large. Um, we got uh, Jared, of course, third place for best artist, along with us, third place. A lot of thirds this year for some reason. Uh, friends of ours got third. Chantel Roche got second. Losing only to Darcel, which, you know... It happens. It happens. The awards thing itself was very nice. And, in fact, a friend of the show, John Babshaw, was there. John! John! I know. We all love John. John. He actually told us a story about being you know, somewhere and he meeting a guy from China. And the guy from China, I think he, he lives in China, so he's not Chinese. And he had our podcast on his uh, phone. So this wow. guy out there in China, a diplomat or something, something, he... He listens to us, so that's Hello, cool. Hello, listeners in China. We do I love... I miss you. Oh. I miss you, China. Oh. We do love hearing, though, from listeners. So if you are listening right now, just do us a favor. Stop what you're doing. Go to Facebook and say hi. Especially if you've never done that before, because we really do. You would be shocked to think, three years later, that we don't just... Oh, a fan. Oh, that's, that's so... Whatever. No. no. Every time, no matter if it's at a bar... If it's at a comic convention, if it's at a nerd rock festival, if it's at the comic shop, if it's just on the street or wherever. Oh, at Parliament House. I think I told you guys, right? When I was there for Halloween as Grunkle Stan. Yeah. Uh, random guy, Ashley, showed up and he loves oh. the show. And I didn't hear about this. Oh, yeah. I was just hosting karaoke for Pat. Uh, Barioke, and they were starting their costume contest, and this guy comes in as Two-Face, very well-dressed Two-Face, and somehow, and I don't remember how, he asked if I was on Flame On. I'm like, well, yes, and he's a big fan, so there you go, all over the place. I'll be on Growler in D.C., and when people pop up and say, I love Flame On, oh, seriously, that one. Not that Ride I do. Uh, scrub. <laughs> Anyway, so today we've got a big, big bunch of stuff for the show. Uh, we are missing, of course, our compatriot, Mr. Joshua, the question, Yale. Uh, he is out doing God knows what, and we wish him the very best at that, and uh, we'll see him soon. But um, Pat, insert crickets now. <laughs> oh, so mean. Let's start with some movie news, because I don't know if you guys know this, but the date has been set. We're getting new Star Wars in a little over two years. That's uh, December 2015. Uh, December 2015. I don't remember what day in December, but probably like... Right around Christmas. Yeah. I know it probably will be Christmas. Oof. That'd be, that'd be, a, that'd be a tough Christmas. I'd be like, do I go and have Christmas with my family, or do I camp no, overnight? No, and you start? go, and then you go later. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? So, um, I don't think there's a whole lot more news related to this, although they are putting out open casting uh, notices in England and stuff, and they're trying to get uh, people for the new roles. The only person I know that has been repeatedly mentioned is Chiro I can never say his Ooh. name. The guy from uh, Kinky Boots, uh, the movie, and from... Uh, Serenity. Serenity, the bad guy uh, who the, she was chasing can't him. Picture. Can't picture. Black guy, tall, had the sword in Serenity, was very proper. Yes. He's, he's, he and Idris are up there in my book. They did both just... Mm. Yes, they're delightful. Um, so he's been attached, and I mean the usual suspects. I know people are saying that the we'll have some returns and some a lot of new faces, but I'm very excited. That's two years away. Uh, another date that's set, and actually Oral and I both just talked about our going to this. Uh, the Day of the Doctor will be coming out in theaters, U.S. and British, and probably other countries too. Uh, either if you're lucky on the Saturday. Uh, which is when they're actually telecasting it over in England as well, and here on BBC America. Uh, and that's the 23rd. And then the 25th that night, 
a lot of theaters are getting it. Uh huh. And this is in 3D. So I am very excited. I've been watching the trailers that have been coming out. Our world, have you seen any Yes, of them? and they keep getting better and better. Whereas before, all we knew is there was going to be some Dalek thing and maybe this John Hurt guy. We've actually seen like a minute and a half intercut of all the different stuff. And oh my God, it's got Queen Elizabeth, the Time War. It's got multiple doctors, multiple companions, Zygons. It's crazy. <coughs> Question. Yes. Will, will you be watching it on the 23rd and then... Watch it. Yeah, because I, I realize that everything will be spoiled. Yeah, I just... time, we, we see it on Monday. Nowadays, with Facebook and everything, I can't not watch something like Doctor Who because so many people I know love it to death, and mm. there's just no way. So I'll see it Saturday when it airs, and then we'll watch it on Sunday. So, so uh, let's talk about an actual movie that we've seen, and I know at least three out of four of us... Four of us? Four? Three out of four of us? That's not yes. bad. Not not bad at all for us. First. <laughs> it's been a while. So, um, and it's funny because I'm reviewing this tonight. I'm reviewing it tomorrow night on Movie Bears podcast. I just listened to one review on iFanboy, and I've talked to at least half a dozen people who've seen it. So I have a lot of information, a lot of mixed sort of signals in my head right now. So let's, uh, I don't know, who wants to start about? I thought it was so much fun. I really, I loved it. I thought it was really entertaining from the beginning. Went right through. Uh, Natalie Portman didn't even bother me. No. Which was nice. That's good. And what's her, I can't think of her friend's name. The, her Mio friend, Mio. Darcy? She's hilarious. Kat Dennings. She yeah. is hilarious. Like, I wanted so much more of her. <laughs> I, and Loki was phenomenal. Yeah. Loki was just phenomenal. They consistently, everyone said Loki is like a fan favorite. Everybody loves Loki. Yeah. I mean, he was just phenomenal. And because of Jason Aaron, really, I became more familiar with the Dark Elf. I knew nothing of him until I read well, Jason Aaron. that is thing. the one thing. I, now, I haven't read the Simonson run where I guess he features fairly prominently, but I think they I think they departed fairly a lot for the, the Malekith in the movie. Well, it said he was created by Walt Simonson. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that his, his role, and I don't know, again, I haven't read the Simonson stuff. But it seemed very different from what at least Jason Aaron's been doing. The whole accursed, because he's Malekith the accursed, right? right. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, the, uh, the cursed or the accursed are these creatures that he kind of has somebody sacrifice themselves and he gives them like a stone and they yeah. become and go, yeah. Hulk. It's just so creepy, Those the, his whole clan. All the, the masks elves. are freaky. Oh my God. Their faces are freaky. Creepy. I do like that he got the half uh, burned face yep. thing, which is his kind of looking uh, thing. Uh I do feel like, and, and please tell me if you agree, uh, Chris uh, Eccleston. Yeah, Chris Eccleston. Yeah. Former Doctor Who. Uh, he was kind of lost in this role. I, I like hearing his voice, but he normally is a very good actor. And this role, it was very just, I don't know if he was like frozen in those prosthetics or if his character was just meant to be emotionless. Which but he, one was? Uh, he was Malekith. Yeah. Oh, he was Malekith. <laughs> he just okay. seemed very one note, very simple. And I, I don't know. I just feel like with an actor like Chris Eccleston, you want somebody who can... You know, it. I can see that because it. He just came off as quietly deranged. Yeah. Um. And Chris Eccleston does really well with staring. Like when you look at him, he can emote a lot. But I think, yeah, with his eyes. Um. But I think a lot of that is lost when you you do have like tons of prosthetics. Yeah. Tons of prosthetics, and you had a big hammer thrown at you constantly. Yeah. So that that's one thing I would say was a detriment. The other thing I will say, and I, again, I liked it overall, it gave me flashbacks to episode one and episode two of Star Wars that 
because of the setting and because Natalie Portman was the love interest. And there was even one scene, and they mentioned this on iFanboy, that had like uh, Thor. Oh, it was the, the. Okay, spoilers, by the way. There will be spoilers. There was a funeral. We don't have to say who it was, but there was a funeral. And uh, Natalie Portman's character, or Jane Foster, and Thor standing there on like this lake. And I guess somebody said it was very reminiscent of a scene out of episode two. And like I said, I felt that Star Wars vibe, not only with the, you know, Asgard and sp- space stuff, but like the fighters that came in from the, the Dark Elves. There, mm-hmm. They have like those right. fighters. Like that whole thing felt very Star Wars. Like somebody took this like Star Wars element, crossed it with Lord of the Rings and kind of threw it into the Marvel mix and this is what came out which in some is ways Thor. is well it is Thor because he is always more of sci-fi in, in Marvel but I don't know like there's part of me that just saw the constituent elements too much mm-hmm. and I didn't appreciate the the whole package until like the third of the movie basically when Loki and Thor team up from there to the end I was hooked and it was great but getting to that point probably right before they break Loki out I wasn't sold but from there to the end, I was I was, I was sold when he just started to wash his face in oh. the basin, and I was like, "Oh, I'm in for this." One. Well, okay, oh. so the man candy, the man candy element was, of oh. course, Chris Eccleston, who personally I'm not a fan of long hair. I'm a, I'm not gonna lie, just not a thing. I am. Well, some are, but uh, and I think Hiddleston looks amazing uh, without long hair. With with his normal hair, he looks really hot. With the long hair, is, is Thor or Loki rather? Eh. Now, um, I can never say his name. Helmsworth. Christopher Helmsworth, right? Yes. Thor. Chris Helmsworth, yeah. He, uh, even with long hair, I've got to say, he looks pretty oh, good. Oh, and the parade. And, uh. Yeah. Um, Sif, uh, and we're going to switch here. Sif, I like the character a lot. I don't know if the actress they have playing her is perfect. There's a little bit of her that seems awkward. Same thing with Volstagg. I love Volstagg. He's a great character in the in the in the books. I wonder why. Listen, just which because, one's the pretty one? What's his name? Oh, uh, Fanriel. Well, Fanriel. Yeah, they, yeah. they replaced him. He is Chuck now. Because it was yeah. uh, Zach- charming. It was, yeah. it was Zachary charming Levy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Charming. Yeah. Um, and then Hogan barely shows up in the film. Yeah, he's oh. like, here I am. Here I am. Which was so odd. Like, I didn't understand if it was like, well, they couldn't have the actor or they just felt like there was too many people. Or I, but, It was weird, but. See, here's the thing. Like, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I like Thor. Uh-huh. I always have my, and while it works, and I understand why they did it, like, part of me still misses that, like, heavy fantasy magical element that the Sorry. movie Thor does not convey. Uh-huh. And so while I I, I I don't mind the departure, it's still a little irksome. Right. But here's the thing. Like, I've read Thor for years. Nobody cares about the Warriors 3. Every once in a while, it's fun to have them in a story. Right. Sometimes you use them to flesh out things. But they just really, in the grand scheme of things, don't matter. I think, though, that they have their fans. And they do have their They fans. don't matter, but especially with um, Straczynski, and I think also with Simonson, from what I've been told, much lesser of extent, Jason Aaron. They do play a fairly big role in Thor's no, life. So I appreciate when movies get them right. I think Idris Elba's character, Handel. Oh. Uh, thank oh. you. I don't know why I've heard trouble with his name. Probably because I get sidetracked and think about it. He Elba. was the best, yeah, like backup character <laughs> besides Darcy. It was a great departure from the the comic book version, and yet it, awesome. Like it gave him so much action, so much. Oh. That was another awesome part of the movie for me. Though they never showed... This is the other thing. They left a lot of dangling threads. They never show what happened to him after he admitted his betrayal to Odin. Right. They never show what happens to Odin after Loki, spoiler, comes back. 
Well, you see, I I wasn't a what? fan of Odin. I wasn't a fan well, of Anthony Hopkins' portrayal of Odin. In this I movie. I mixed about it. He I, was very. It's very. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing with you. Okay, so with Heimdall, we can assume that he just was put under arrest. Probably that I don't particularly care about. Uh-huh. The the Odin thing is intentional. They're meant to. Yeah, like you're meant to not know. Well. Like, you don't know if he killed him, he imprisoned him, well, what he did with him. I just, that's Thor 3. Yeah, no, obviously. I mean, or, I agree. You know, another movie. But I just, if, if that, those kind of little things, I, I like for movies to be somewhat self contained, unless you were going to make a proper cliffhanger. Have you at seen the end. a Marvel movie? What is self contained about them? Well, that's another thing. Let's talk about that. So they actually have a whole section in this movie, not section. Well, other than the numerous references to other things, they have a part where Loki impersonates, and in, not just impersonates, is. Captain America. Why don't you like that? It's too much, and it takes me out of... Even though I like the shared universe, do not get me wrong, I love the shared universe, they should stand by themselves, and that moment, if you don't know any of that other stuff, is like, whoa, what? Huh? Here's, here's what I will say. Well, at this at this stage, who hasn't seen these movies? Let's not if think you, about it right now, though. Think about it in the future, because movies last a long time. I, I understand that. One. Two... You know, is it is it then fair to say that if you're watching X Men, like okay, uh, Last Stand, right? When Mystique is is shifting through people, and Rebecca Romaine shows up, yeah, like that was a like a nod to something. It's a nod, but Loki has always like he's a shapeshifter. Right, he does things like this. Like he he's a trickster god, and that's what trickster gods do. Right, they impersonate other people to you know to chastise you to elicit a response. I'm not saying it's not true to his character. I'm saying as someone like I've seen other movies that have like references to other things, and it's confusing sometimes. You're like I have no idea who that is. Now a lot of people like myself will go, oh, what is that, and go look it up and be interested in what they find out. But I still feel like. My my own my own opinion, nothing you know, whatever. It should stand on its own more fully. And these Marvel movies are great because they're all connected, but they're also going to potentially be weakened by they're all connected and they don't stand on their own. That's my only thought. I mean, it's not a huge criticism; it's just a little one. But you know, that's that's. Well, it's like, uh, mine, like I know nothing <coughs> of this spoiler. The clip. Oh, nothing. Yeah. He's just weird. I just never yeah. saw him before in my life. All I knew I is the only thing that got me excited when he was like, "One, this is the first that got me excited." The first what? The I'm sorry. What did he say? Or what did they give him? Can we? Can we? Uh, can we? Can we have a second about this? Okay. Yeah. Nothing. So I I see what Marvel's doing in their cosmic universe, and the reason why you don't know the collector is because he's a no he's a niche cosmic yes. character, and every once in a while he shows up, and traditionally he's had an infinity gem. Uh, like the collector, the gardener, or, or I can't remember his like proper like name, and so the gardener. Yeah, yeah, it's a long story. Oh, I don't know. I don't, and, want to know. I don't so, even know the gardener. And so, what they're doing is each of these objects is an infinity stone. I gotta ask: Is the gardener Mexican? No. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't and know. so <laughs> the the tesseract, the cosmic cube, right. is mind. The the ether is power. Okay. And so those are two infinity stones, and we think what'll ha- what I think what'll happen is they'll unite those powers and they'll break like whatever like the tesseract and the ether um, out of their physical forms and create jewels oh. into a gauntlet because it did take me out of the moment although it was really cool to see them tie in the guardian stuff because we know that we know people who follow the news of movies the collectors in the guardians movie mm-hmm. 
they had to call it the Infinity Stone. So is he the big villain in it? Or not necessarily. I, they haven't really shown who the big villain. There's a bunch of different things. So because everybody got excited, I'm like, who is this? The Infinity Stone, though, kind of grow. It, it was the whole Tesseract all over again to me. I'm yeah. like, why don't you just call it the Cosmic Cube? Why don't you just call it the Infinity Gem? But I like that. That might be the, the way they do it. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see. But and I didn't see. Of course, I left before the last. You didn't credit. miss much. It's not important. <laughs> Moving still. on. Still, I was sad. I do want to shout out, uh, not that I really think he listens, but uh, Brian Tyler, who, if you think way back, he's been uh, doing soundtracks for a few years now, um, did like Children of Dune and a bunch of other cool soundtracks. So if you're a soundtrack buff like I am, mm. seeing he he did the move music for this movie was kind of exciting. And it was actually a really good score, so I think I'll be buying that when it comes out. All right, let's move on. Unless there were any movies. You might see Bad Grandpa. I didn't see Bad no. Grandpa. You might see... What, what did some other movie come out? Oh, yeah, that's right. Ender's Game. Did anybody see Ender's Game? Nope. Yes, it was fantastic. Uh-huh. Well, I just want to say thank you to the tens of people who came to our Skip Ender's Game You're event. You're really bad as a hype man. From now on, you never hype anything. It was great. A lot of people showed up. We all had fun. Uh-huh. There was karaoke. Why can't you do that? None of that's not true. You're right. We had a good time. We played. It's Cards Against Humanity. We had a good karaoke uh, for about an hour. I just, you know, was kind of sad to not see more of my friends and even colleagues from our show. <laughs> but you I'm know, it's sorry, okay. Brian, I have school. You <laughs> always get a pass, and you know that because I know how bad fire can be to people. And I had a nice time. No, you too. Well, you had to be there. But, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. saying. But I love you both for being there anyway and staying because you didn't have to stay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, fine. But I, uh, no, I actually, I heard from Joey from Geeks Out. Tenants actually, from the events he knew about, was not super high. And we pretty much think that overall, two things. One, right between Halloween and the weekend, people were just doing yeah. other things. The other thing is, it was a Facebook, well, it was partly a Facebook event. And what's happened now with these Facebook events is they're like uh, movements. Vote for the Wave Awards. Oh, attend this Facebook event. Skip Ender's Game. Oh, we'll attend this Facebook event. And then it's, oh, well, yeah, I'll skip Ender's Game. I agree. We're not going to go see that movie about the, you know, that little kid learning how to be a battle war hero written by the homophobic Orson Scott Card. No, no, I'll skip Ender's Game. But they don't know that it's an actual thing mm. itself. So who knows? Whatever. I do uh, think that we had a good time. And hopefully we'll do something else like that in the future with Geeks Out. Let's move on to some TV. Uh, very exciting news this week, um, for me anyway, and I think for all of us Marvel fans, of street-level characters. Oh, it's so awesome. We are getting not one, not two, but not three either. We're getting four, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, four. Four. Four, four heroes, five series. Even better. That's crazy. And so we're getting Daredevil, which... Cage. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones. AKA Jessica She finally Jones. made it. <laughs> so do we think it's going to be straight up alias and she's going to have uh, sex in a very uncomfortable uh, situation with Luke Probably. I would love that so much. I love that part of that uh, comic. But no, I'm very excited. I'm also excited for the future of the medium because I really like Netflix shows, not because they're somehow very different than regular television. They're not. But the delivery mod uh, medium is very different, and I like seeing networks Because you get all of it at once. And you get all of it once, so you control your own pacing, which is a lot like kind of getting a bunch of issues at once. You know, I will say... Except Oral the Attic, which just blows through the whole season. Like, I watched it all night! (laughs) I will say say that I I actually... When you watch a Netflix original series, it's very different. Because you don't have those commercial breaks. You don't have those, like, stopping and starting points. And it's when it's 44 minutes, it's 44 minutes. Yes. 
and I really like Orange is the New Black. Everyone's yes. watched it. It's Derek. Great. Derek is fantastic. Uh, I haven't watched Derek, oh, but heart, I love uh, House of Cards. Yeah, I've gotten I'm, tons of friends hooked on it. Yeah. That's really good too. It's you. Uh, do you remember that movie with uh, John Travolta and Kathy Bates, Primary Colors? Yeah, think of it as, as a darker, but say less that. funny than that. Though certainly, right? Yeah. Like a darker, less funny version. What? Um, but it still can be. Common. And this isn't coming out for a little while, and it will be a shared universe thing. So they'll all probably interconnect, possibly interconnecting well, they, well, with the movies. It's an underlining story, and then the following season is supposed to band together and become. The so are they going to sequentially do it, or is it going to like be a couple come out at the same time, or have they? No, decided? I think it's it sequential. Like, yeah, all at once, all thirteen episodes. In the next year, it's going to be. No, uh, well, no, I, I thought it. I thought it was like maybe two a year, or maybe one a year. But it seems like they're stretching this out. This is going to be like their their Marvel Universe movie <laughs> plan. Are you sure? Because Aaron and I were talking about it. He said it's all four in 2015, and 2016 oh, really? is the Defenders. Okay, well, okay. whatever. All at once. Like, there's an underlining villain that they all have to fight, okay. which I'm going to say it's the Kingpin. Yeah. But will, it could be wrong. It could be wrong. Will it link into the movies and possibly be a springboard to more movies? That would be interesting, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Because that changes what you have to think about when right you're making on. it. Um, well, anyway, we're very excited about, about that. Now, I want, to, I want it to be known that this does not happen very often, but I am caught up with a television show. Who? And that is American Horror Story Coven. Uh, I'm too behind! Eric, you're killing me. Oh, jeez. I'm too behind. Uh, um, well, we won't spoil anything. I've got to pee anyway. <clears throat> okay, we will spoil stuff. So, let me just say, I haven't watched an American Horror Story in its... Not that I've... It's not done, but the first season was the only one I watched all the way through. I didn't watch the second one all the way through because of life events and craziness. But from what I've already seen of the second and third, I like the third a lot more. Oh. Because not only do you get witches, not only do you get Marie Laveau and Voodoo and New Orleans and all those awesome things. And uh, I mean, and I didn't know as much about her. That's And she's fucking disturbing. Yeah. But you get basically the X-Men because they're not only in a school for gifted youngsters which you know Harry Potter you know, X-Men whatever but like just so many little tropes of X-Men things that I've encountered the fact that one of them now can uh, be resurrected or uh, one of them has power to resurrect uh, there's tele- telepathy there's telekinesis there's uh, pyromancy I mean all these otherwise if you took the witch part out superpowers mm-hmm. all that's there but, of course, cast in the world of witch, witchy witch, witchcraft, it's not only pretty awesome, but it's also pretty uh, funny. I find that the sense of oh, humor... it's hilarious. It, it's very dark. I mean, it's not like, you know, slapstick. Well, somewhat, but... <laughs> like, I, I will say this, and this, this isn't even a spoiler, but, you know, Queenie's relationship with her uh, her slave... Yeah, Kathy Bates. Delightful. Yeah. And you... It's it's amazing how they write her, and it's amazing how she acts it because you you hate her, you think she's a total bitch, you you can't believe how how dark and terrible her past is, mm. but you still kind of want Queenie to accept her, and you still kind of want want to see her get redemption. Yeah, it's you know Kathy like the performances in this season just perfect. The way that each of them delivers their lines. Patty Lapone is just as creepy oh, God. as everybody else who actually has powers. Yep. Um, Spalding. Yeah. Spalding is just Woo! out of control. You haven't even seen the, the worst no. of so it. So the last one you saw, what happens so at the Jessica end? Jessica Lane killed the girl. At the end. At the end. And like okay. you just like I was like, this doesn't 
doesn't seem. Why is she telling her to kill? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love all the flashbacks too, not just to the uh, the eighty eighteen uh, hundreds era, but mm. like the sixties. Yeah, seeing the witches in the sixties. That that scene, like that's what I'm talking about. It's not even. Sometimes it's not even what they're saying; it's how they say it and how, like Kathy Bates and Jessica Lange and um Angela. and Angela Bassett portray themselves and how they hold themselves like this is yes it's campy but this is acting at its highest form because I think Jono put it best American Horror Story Coven is our falcon crest this show oh, wow. is, <laughs> it is perfect every episode I watch it keeps getting better and better zombies show up yes for two episodes oh girl and you like the Halloween do episodes zombies. right it was it was they were great episodes it freaked me out and I I haven't been really like scared this entire time it's uncomfortable yes but I I soldier through it and you know I don't soldier oh, through wow. any zombie thing because it's just that good well and I got excited when I heard I'm that sorry, I'm gonna stop talking about it now. <laughs> Kathy Bates and Angela Bassett signed on for the next season season 4 yep and, and thank season god season 4 is gonna be Jessica Lange's last one Oh really? They said this is going to be her season four. Will be oh, why one. she got to do that? Well, it's four years. I mean, that's she pretty good. is the heart and soul of this. She thing. really is. Without her, I don't want to watch it because. And this is probably why I like the third one so much. It reminds me of her character in the first one. The second one, she was a little more complex because she was like a nun, but even though she had been a crazy partying nun, I, this is like I am just a southern bitch, <laughs> um, and I love seeing Jessica Lang play that character, but. It'll be interesting to see. So they've done a, a horror house. They've done an asylum. This is the witchcraft, voodoo, whatever. What else do you have? The cabin on the lake kind mm, of thing? Could be. A clown. Oh, a circus. Well, they say Ooh. that, like, I mean, I never did the research, but if you do the research, the uh, Kathy Bates' character is actually a person that was in New Orleans yeah. that treated her. Yeah, yeah. Well, Marie Laveau is, as yeah. well, although sure. she's not still alive, I would assume. What's well, well, hold we on? Hope. Jesus. No, no. Uh, well, I love that she's running a hair salon. Yeah. Or hair, that, that barber shop. What, what, are they, what is that even called? It's a hair salon, right? It's a hair salon. Okay, I love that. I love that so much. I love New Orleans, and I love seeing shots in New Orleans, not just in the in the quarter, but in like the Ninth Ward, and you can see where there's houses and there's not houses because mm-hmm. of the flooding and all that. I, I think that it was really cool they shot it here. Uh, you have not seen the council no. Come back, oh. but let me just tell you, Leslie Jordan shows up playing basically Quentin Crisp. Uh, that is awesome. Quentin Crisp meets uh, Truman Capote. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Can't wait. Oh, it's fabulous. And oh, that crazy redhead chick uh-huh. uh, who, uh, Conroy plays. I forgot her name. Myrtle Snow. Yeah. She gets a lot of screen time, and she's awesome too. I can't. Oh, wait. there's I so much good. There's so much good in that show. You got to have a sense of humor. You got to have a little dark side to you to appreciate it. But check it out. Now, uh, on to shows that may have as much, uh, poten- or may have more potential, but to have not executed as well. Uh, let's talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. a bit. I'm like eight episodes behind. I don't <laughs> we haven't missed much. <laughs> Later the next day. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this is a show that I know it's intentionally done in ones. They're not really too much ongoing, although there's a little bit. I just don't care about these characters. The only one I really care about is Coulson, and that's mainly because of the movie. Because we know him, but see, I know a Whedon's show, it's like Buffy. If you look at the first episode of the first season of Buffy, it was terrible I before know. it got complex and into you know, and you became grasped by everything and the emotions. So it could just be trying to build up. I hope so. 
because this is not a Whedon show. That's the one thing I keep reminding people. He is only the executive producer. He's not writing it. He's not directing well, it. Blood in there. Yep, his right, brother is there. His brother's wife. I just, I just caution. But now I hear they're, t- I hear they're tying it into Thor. I read a thing, and I yeah. don't know when the episode's it's coming out. It's happening after, like, in the aftermath of Thor. Yeah. So that... that oh, so they'll say London was a mess. Well, no, see, Jose and I thought it would be funny that after the after credits, the Avengers show up and going, I think we missed the Fury. <laughs> uh, Arrow, I'm not watching this, although I need to go back and get caught up. Um, uh, let me tell you, the last episode I watched, I think I'm going to be, this uh, week will be two episodes behind. Black Canary shows up. Cool. Okay, and that whole episode was fucking Batman. Now, is she like potential love interest for uh, or yes. older? Okay, yes, there is a potential love, and she doesn't have the sonic scream. She has these weapons that she presses the button that does the sonic scream, and that was really good. But that whole episode was uh, Batman. It was his uh, whole thing with the Commissioner Gordon kind of thing. He had uh-huh. the cop. So they saw that dynamic. They showed, uh, you know, all the way up to, they talked about Rachel Cool. Ooh. They, you know, they go to Black Canary and one of the assassins, not the League of Assassins, you want, Rachel Cool wants you back. So, so like, oh my God, it's Batman. He uses a grappling arrow. He uses smoke pellets. He's fucking Batman. Wow. He's Batman at this point. Huh. And he's building his team. Interesting. Yeah, his little family. He's got, he's working with Roy, you know, cool. as his little sidekick. You have Diggle, you have all of them. Well, Speedy? I mean, uh, is is Roy vaguely... Oh, he's so dreamy. Oh, there is a Speedy. Well, he, no, it is Roy. It's, it's Roy. He doesn't say his name. He just does his own thing. Well, I oh, he's so speedy. dreamy. <laughs> how, do you, how do you really... <laughs> Did they write off Barrowman's character? Is he not coming back for a while or he's not? He's dead. Okay, I, I didn't... Oh, I'm sorry. No, well, I know. I, yeah, I dead, really dead, didn't dead. care. I, mean, I, 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 God, Barrowman cannot last on a show. I mean, it may, he may not want to, but... There's a whole season. He's on Scandal. Oh, is he on Scandal? Yeah. Dead, dead, dead. Okay. <laughs> Need to watch that. Now, another show I'm not watching, but I am very curious about is Once Upon a Time. <gasps> oh, Once Upon a Time. Is there a... Uh... It's... Oh, God. Put the... Once oh. Upon a Time. That is why I'm not caught up on uh, Coven. Uh-huh. Because they, my, they talked about my favorite princess, Ariel. Okay. They brought in Ariel and Ursula oh. and Prince Eric, and I love all that. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, I just love the show. So, I can't get what's enough. the deal with Mulan? I heard oh, Mulan's a lesbian. Okay, a lesbian. Down my. You don't she know turned, this for no, sure. She, they turned around and she goes, "I want to go back and tell the person I love. I want to talk to them and be with them." And she goes and fucking talks to Aurora. Okay, so don't tell me that's no lesbian. Lesbian up here. Well, he's da 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 da. He's not. But... Oh, can we talk? And then she point blank wants to talk to her. <laughs> I mean. I, I and this is a Disney produced like sort of show. They're gonna let Mulan just be a lesbian. That's very. Oh, come on, it's pretty standard. I mean, I want to be a man. <laughs> well, I know. In fact, oh yeah, that that movie is pretty awesome. But I uh, I think that I need to watch that show now. That's Once Upon a Time itself, not in Wonderland. Right, Wonderland. I, I started watching. It's good. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's entertaining. It's, it's you know what Jack is uh, the neighbor of hearts. Oh, he's so. Um, hard. Once Wonderland. Like, it hooked me. Uh-huh. Um, and they just did this whole, like, origin of Jafar, which was really neat to see. Oh, uh-huh. cool. I didn't see that one. Uh-huh. That that was this past episode. Um, I'm waiting, eventually, for the crossover special. Yeah, 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 of course. Which is going to be great. Which um, I wonder if, because... Uh, okay. I wonder, because Regina's mother, the evil queen from Once Upon a Time, her mother was the Queen of Hearts. 
in Wonderland. Oh, really? It was Barbara Hershey played oh. uh, Queen of Hearts. So I'm wondering, this new queen is just the Red Queen. She doesn't call herself the Queen of Hearts. Uh-huh. So I wonder if she'll cross over and they'll explain how she became the Red Queen. So, so much mythology. I need to I need to watch that show. It is, but straight out of Disney. Yeah, All which is kind of cool. Fuck too. Yeah, I heard you guys talked about how Peter Pan is a uh, fucker. You know, he's <laughs> creepy as hell. He scared the shit out of me. That little kid. <laughs> My thing is. Just like Dexter, I always, I one of my friends, I love her to death. I love you, Rachel. I was like, Rachel, I love Dexter. Like, he's so attractive. Like, I would go out with him. He's like, Oral, he's a serial killer. But he's so dreamy. And like, Peter Pan, put a couple more years on him, I'd be all over him too. But um, yeah, no, he's he's creepy as he's hell. He's very creepy. Yeah. It's um, like, and it's for me, it's like my whole childhood of how I was brought up with Peter Pan to see this change. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> well, I'm very excited. I need, I need to just sit down and force myself start watching this stuff. Let's. Any, any other TV shows that people um, are excited about? I'm addicted to Breaking Bad. I know I'm late. No, I'm late for this no, boat, no, but no, oh my now. god. I am in the middle of season four. So you've. Gustavo Fring. Oh my god. Gustavo Fring. Shit, this whole thing just freaks me the fuck out. Um, can I say I finished Attack on Titan? Did you like it? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Like, I had no idea what was coming, so I won't say any more about what's coming. If you've only just started it and you think it's one thing, it is different, but it is very reminiscent of other shows that you might like and know, and I'll leave it at that. I am very frustrated with the ending, as I'm sure many fans are, because basically the manga it's based on is still ongoing, and uh, they're nowhere even close to enough to make another series, and I guess they're going to wait. So now I gotta go freaking get the manga, I guess, and start reading that. But yeah, Attack on Titan's awesome. Music's awesome too, and that's a big thing for me in in, in anime. Um, quick synopsis: Grimm is back. Grimm is great. Yep. This season's been really good, and it's only like three episodes in. Dracula, I'm still watching. I want. I, I watched to, episode one. Of it. I want to like it more than I do, and uh-huh. I'm still watching it. It's just a really convoluted storyline. Really, like. I understand in their mind they're like they want to put a new spin on Dracula but it's so confusing and Downton just finished uh, series four. Oh, happiness will never return to Downton well because after the events of season three I heard so many people were like killed off or something that I, like four had to be almost unrecognizable no it, it, no, it wasn't that bad okay it wasn't that bad some people left yes mm-hmm. the thing is is that things that happen in Downton are just like they happen really quickly because you only get eight episodes. Uh-huh. And they move at a clip. God. So, you know, one day someone's dead. They may feel bad about them for an episode. Move then on. they'll always remember them fondly. And you'll see a little sad look on their face. But they're still moving. Can we talk about how fucking short British shows are and how heartbreaking it is? Luther 3. I haven't finished it. I only, no, I only watched the first two of four episodes. But, I mean... I thought they were going to stretch that out, and it's it's done in two, and then there's another two thing, I guess. But God, I just want these. I want more. Yeah. Damn those Brits! Always leave me wanting more. Um, all right, I have to confess something. As we're all using our devices, I uh, I have started using my Wii Fit again. The uh, Wii Fit, of course, came out back with the Wii. Had the balance board and. Measuring, you're obese. <laughs> Get off me, you fat ass. Um, not that I've ever heard these words come out of my Wii before, but um, the this it's the We Fit You. No, I always want to say We Fit You, which is kind of funny. It's the Wii U Fit, and I hold in my hot little hands here 
the Fitbit, or well, it's not called the Fitbit because that's that's another product, but the Wii Fit uh, pedometer. pedometer device. And what's cool is, so if you have the balance board because you got a Wii from way back, you can actually <laughs> download the software for the game and start using it right away. And it's got all these different measuring things, all these different activities, all this cool new stuff. And then if you go on Amazon, you go to your GameStop or whatever. 20 bucks, arguably a little bit much for a pedometer, but it's got Bluetooth. You can get this guy, and it unlocks the software for free. So, for basically like 20 well, bucks. not for free, because you pay 20 bucks for it. Well, <laughs> but you get the game for free. You get, I mean, you're paying 20 bucks for the device, in theory. Right. But you're getting the software as like a trial until you get this for free. Um, or you get that. So, yeah, if you have a, a balance board, it's, it's easy to upgrade. And it, I think it'll be worth trying, because you carry this thing around with you all day. It measures how much you do. Right. And then you plug it in, and we don't plug it in. It's wireless, and you uh, upload all your activities, and it tracks your your calories and all that stuff. Well, I'm interested, even though I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to run out and buy the Xbox One, right? That's the new one uh-huh. coming out. Yeah, but they have they signed the whole thing with Sean T. Ooh. So all his insanity DVDs uh-huh. are going to be part of that with the connects. Oh, really? So it, as you're doing the workout, it'll mark you if you're not doing it correctly. Oh, cool. And be, so that I'm interested, but I'm not running out to buy because well, he's a monster. Can, can, can we? Monster. Can we talk? Uh, like a muscular monster? Well, or? yeah, that too. Oh, are you doing that stuff too? Yeah, and I'm... Ugh, it's it's not fun. It's not. Is this like P90X or what is this? It's it's a version... It's, P90X it's P90X is in is, the same... Has like, extra, yeah, it's that old whole beach body, but okay. P90X does a lot more of weights and other uh-huh. things. Sean T is like strictly calisthenics, okay. so it's all body weight. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of jumping around. It's, well, ugh. and it's not like CrossFit, which is I know what Aaron no. does. No. And that craziness sounds just... Well, Side note. So yeah. we're talking about fitness. So I go to work one day. There's a guy as soon as we open up on a Sunday and he's like, hey, like, I'm, um, I'm here. Aaron wanted me to drop off this like crate for him, like uh-huh. this huge box. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking it must have all of his supplies and this must be his CrossFit person. Uh-huh. And it is. And so like I, you know, hand over substantial sum of money because I'm thinking oh it's got you know like weights in it or you know supplements uh-huh. or like all these uh, this apparatus <laughs> yeah T-shirt, no water bottle. he's like be careful it's heavy and so I was going to move the box into the back and when I lifted it up I realized I just paid X amount of money for an empty goddamn box <laughs> it's a jump box Okay, so like in CrossFit, like say, oh, you jump up on it. Yeah, you jump up on it and you do all these things. I'm like, it's crazy. Yeah. Did we just pay an absorbent amount of money for a box? He's like, it's a jump box. You gonna jump the box? I did. Almost didn't make it. (laughs) How high up is it? It's you know what? It's it's about like up to your knees or it's about the size of uh, about as high up as like maybe a desk, and you can like lay it down. And to, to different sizes, maybe a little shorter. Okay, so it's down. adjustable. Yeah, well, it's not adjustable. Oh. It's just it's a box, so you just lay it on its side, and it's shorter because the oh oh gotcha gotcha yeah gotcha. Okay, I give I have to give it up to them to trip. My sister does CrossFit, and Aaron and my sister for her birthday she wanted me to do a class with her, so I did a CrossFit. Holy fucking shit! I was fine, but ninety percent of it, and then all of a sudden they started doing, it and I just died. Yeah, I just died, and I'm laying on the floor, and my sister had to throw me a whole light little whip. Cause I was like, I can't do this. It, it's 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 hard, man. Yeah. And I'm like, the difference between insanity asylum and your CrossFit. She's like, what? I said, I could press pause and get a drink of water, and relax for a minute. Well, <laughs> and I understand that the heat of the moment, your body's in get in that mode, and all this. There's like good reasons for doing that, but Jesus, I don't it's, know. It's it's torture, man. <laughs> I, 
I do want us to get back to Xbox One versus PS4 because I am basically in a position right now where I could say, yeah, I'll get one of the two. That's fine. But I don't want either one. I have nothing compelling me to buy either new system. I want PS to PS4. I need to win one because I'm... But, but I'm why not. should? Tell me why I should want one of these two things. What new... I mean, this does not exist now in any form. Thing are they adding to these things? I can't tell you because here's the thing: they've said a lot, and I know a lot, and a lot of the the little features are just expounding upon yeah. what's already been there. Like the one, the Xbox One, it has the Connect and all that already comes with it. It's the next gen, so it's even better. But really, it's doing the same thing the Connect is doing. And then the PS4, you know how this all works. They're not going to have great games at launch. It's going to take yeah, at least. Yeah, a- no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to the orient out all the kinks. I just. I, I uh, there have been years and years and years where I am so excited for the new console, and this time I'm like, no, I don't mind. It's time for an upgrade. Everything gets upgraded. I just so don't. it's just time. But I'll wait <clears throat> until the game stop being made for PS3 and just for PS. Well, right, and that's, and that's where I'll start getting it. Well, it's because consoles are dying now. Well, I've been playing my Steam uh, full picture mode, big picture mode, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I bought the hum- humble bundle. I got uh, Arkham City and a bunch of other games. For, like well, that game's terrible. Really? I've been enjoying it so far. No, not Arkham City. I'm sorry. I'm Origins. Origins. Yeah, I haven't... I'm, I'm several generations oh, yeah, okay. of games old. But. Yeah, more... Uh, you see more like tablet or mobile devices getting more uh, attention now these days. Yeah, I'm playing a great Justice League game on my... I keep playing my DS now. My 3DS gets so much attention because I do the street pass, spot pass thing. And it's terrible, stupid, little shitty games. But, you know, I just... I got to do it. It's just compelling me. So, if you have... Any exciting news about the next generation of gaming consoles that you want us to know about and to share with us and and, and convince us otherwise, you should do that on our Facebook. Flame On Show on Facebook. Please find us and like us and uh, share us what you want. Because I'm just feeling like gaming is just going in a weird direction. And I don't know. I don't know if the sales are going to be as good as right. they it's might not need. It's a weird direction. It's just it's a, it's a elastic thing. Well, just like well. I guess like uh, Blockbuster and all those that slowly maybe now GameStops and all those still slowly start going away. Well, yeah, because you see how much is being sold on Steam, and then uh, that's the other thing is they said that the PS4 is going to have a bunch of digital games available right. at launch, yeah, which they which you can't buy in the store. They do now, you know, but I guess it's going to be a lot more mainstream. Yeah, because it's so well. Even though I still haven't played. Fables. I haven't played the Walking Dead one. Yeah, I haven't played those. Either. Uh, what are they called? Tales or something like that. Telltale Gaming. Is that yeah. what it's called? Right. Mm-hmm. So I am interested in the Fable one. If any one, I really want to try is that. Has anyone tried the poker game that has like a bunch of famous characters like Brock Sampson from Venture Brothers? Yeah. My old roommate used to play that game. Well, they have it for free on um, PS3. I have the Plus membership. Mm-hmm. And I thought about trying it, but I'm not a big poker player. But I love those characters, and I was like, oh, well, maybe. Well, it's free. Who cares? <laughs> oh, I know. It's free. <laughs> All right, so there has been a bit of gay news. Not a whole lot. Illinois got gay marriage. Congratulations. Oh, that, that happened? Yeah, I wow. think so. Wow. Uh, a couple weeks ago, right? Or Where last was week? I in that news last cycle? Uh, Hawaii, oh, like Hawaii voted uh, for it. That's Jersey. good. Jersey. Oh, and that was funny because uh, everybody loves Governor Chris Christie. He got reelected, but kind of a douchebag, I got to admit. Uh, we don't get too political sometimes. Let me tell you, he's kind of an asshole. And what I love about him is he's all bluster because it's basically he's like trying to stop all the gay marriages that are starting up when the court overturned it. And it only lasted a weekend of, of pushing back. So basically, it was a token 
hey, don't get married, don't get married, I want a court injunction to stop this until such and such, so that he could kind of appease the right-wing kind of conservative people. But then he backed down so quickly and was just like, all right, well, fine, it's going to happen. Because he knew. He (laughs) knew. The writing's on the wall. Now, in Florida, there's been a a ruling, and and I had to look up what this was tied to. Um, There was lesbians, two lesbians. Lesbians course they're always litigating they uh had a a baby together one of them was the uh surrogate mom one of them was the egg uh-huh and they split up and i think it was the uh the one that gave the egg no i think it was one that gave the egg split the country and kind of ran off with the kids and then the surrogate mom said whoa hold on these guys were inside me and they were girlfriends too this wasn't just a, a separate surrogate. Well, because right now it's like Jose and I talking about we want to adopt, and for us to adopt, which is now really costly because we both have to adopt separately. Yes. Yes and no, because I looked into this a while back. You can try joint adoption, and it's a gamble because there are many districts where they might go, eh. But um, with a precedent like this, it does really help solidify right. that and make it a bit more found law. Make it more, yeah. That if so. God forbid anything happens, the child doesn't go Because if you do it separately, it's like 20000 and then another 10000 I know. And people are like, what are taking you so long? I don't got that kind of money. No, it's expensive. <laughs> and that's if it all goes right. Yeah. That's it, if I, it happens right away, not right. constantly. Now, it, with the joint adoption, you could actually do it together, and it would be, I think, like the 20000 all at once. So, um, so that was a big ruling. The other thing, and I looked this one up, the uh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell, of course, was repealed. Mm-hmm. And defensive marriage was repealed. So now, Marines, uh, and, any, any, and this, we're recording this on Veterans Day, so this is kind of cool. Any U.S. service person has a marriage benefits to their significant other if they're married. Yes. Well, several states, including Florida, our very own state here, were basically saying, you know what? We don't care. We're not going to process these uh, requests because there's no marriage. In fact, we have a state constitutional amendment that says, no, marriage can't be there. And they would just not process these requests for benefits. Well, the Department of Defense stepped up, I think, on Friday or maybe it was Thursday last week and basically said, you know what? You're going to do it. And in fact, if you won't facilitate it with state resources, 
will have them go to the federal, you know, building or what have you. So basically uh, kind of overturn that whole thing. So that was huge. And I'm very happy to see that because it really pisses me off when the states try to like push back a little and stuff like right. that. And honestly, they're not doing anything that's going to endorse it. They're just kind of pushing paper. You know, it's like, come on, stupid. Anyway. And then wasn't West Point hosted their first gay marriage? I didn't hear that one. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, they did their first gay marriage. Two guys got married. I do love that the picture you always see with gay soldiers, and unfortunately, it's for unfortunately for our lesbian friends, it's, it's two guys. It's a guy in camo jumping up to see his boyfriend, and like his legs are kind of around the guy's right. waist, and they're kissing. It's it's one of those pictures, kind of like. Uh, I think V-Day or, you know, World War Two. people come home and, you know, that the, the sailors bent, you know, they got the girl, you know, holding her kissing. Like, it's going to be one of those iconic images you're going to see for years and years. And, and we do all funny. over Facebook. I know, I right? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, gay news is uh, we're very happy for our marriage equality and parental rights stuff. Real quick, before we move into some indie comics and some other fun comic stuff, thank you. We, uh, we have to say, I have to say, because I think I was the only one there. Uh, I really did enjoy Nerdapalooza this year. I I had a great time on Saturday. Now listen, I'm not... I'll get to that, but I want to say that I had a fantastic time with the Nerdy Show guys. Um, I met one fan of ours there. Ooh. I believe Sean. I hope I got his name right. I'm pretty sure. Yes. In fact, I did, because I remember looking for him on the Facebook. Uh, actually, a service member up in Virginia who listens to us. Uh, and, his, and I think his lesbian friend, too. But I don't know. I got tons of street passes from my friends and people I ran into there, so that was fun. I hung out with Jay Jones, friend of the show, friend of the store. My fr- Our friend Jacob, former straight boy on the floor, was there, had a good time. They Might Be Giants came and, and did their thing at the end, and that was entertaining. And wow. <laughs> that was terrible, Brian. <laughs> what? It was entertaining. No, no, honestly, uh, their performance was lackluster. I, I will really? say this. I've seen them five times. To me, this felt very awkward like they didn't want to be there but they had to do it and it just felt very forced and i don't i don't know there was something about the whole experience i didn't enjoy of theirs capped off at the end by the fact that i went up to have them sign something one of the two johns was handing out stickers and was signing stuff so i handed him my cyclops rock a blue rock with Cyclops' face on it, which I thought was kind of funny because it's a song of theirs. And he just kind of looked at it and turned his head and went away. I was like, wow, really? Fantastic. Kind of, kind of dickish. So then that was all, a, you know, a fun day otherwise. Oh, um, Stephanie Messenger from uh, My Parents' Favorite Music. I got to hear them. She's actually transgendered, and she's going to be on an upcoming episode. Sweet. Uh, with some other gay musicians, including Tom Goss, <gasps> who we just... We talked about this. Well, yeah, and then, ladies and gentlemen, so here I am. Just, I had, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like RuPaul's no, about no, no, to enter no. the room. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't go to see Tom Goss when he was performing in town. Didn't know it. Just totally slipped past. And him. I didn't know you liked him. Yeah. Again, one of those cases where. Because you seem to do that a lot to me, Brian. You just see all my heroes. Can you just make a list favorite. for me and I'll just keep my eyes open yeah. for it? <laughs> it's going to happen again. What do I see on Facebook? Pat and two other, four other people. No, two or three other people <laughs> checked into Bananas. 
You had dinner with Tom Cost. It gets worse than that. I had lunch with Tom that day on Sunday, and then I had dinner with him that night after his concert. I despise you. I'm Tom so is very you. sweet. Uh, the interview that Pat did with him will be in Him magazine, and also on uh, the audio part will be for our, our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like his music. There was a local guy who performed with him. Uh, I'll find his name and link him on the show notes or whatever. But he was really good, too. I, you know, I just didn't realize the, the kind of performer that he was. All I knew of him was Bears. And Bears is just like the outlier of his stuff. He's got really good, deep, kind of rooted John Mayer, kind of. You know, like those kind of singer-songwriters. Lots of fun. Dances all over the stage. Just kind of fun. But. How do you dance all over the stage when you have John Mayer music? I don't know. He dances. He just, he's sitting there playing his guitar, dancing around. It's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, that was fun. So uh, that'll be coming up. But the Nerdapalooza, back to that. We do, of course, uh, want to say that we are sad that Nerdapalooza is, is ended. And it will not be back in the same format and the same whatever. But it's coming back. It's well, some, we're getting some. We're going to have something, I'm sure, because the people who are involved are just too damn awesome to quit. But I do want to say that it's been a real pleasure for me going to these in the last couple of years. Jared and I got to announce. Uh, I forgot. Was it Kangaroo Party or one of those bands last year? Kangaroo Party. I don't remember. It was one of the Kangaroo Party. Some weird. Uh, it was uh, Captain Dan and his scurvy crew. Oh, is that who it was? Okay. And there's well, no, there was there's a Kangaroo Party band. I, mean, I know okay. that they were around that same time. But anyway, we had a good time. Oh, and this is who Tom Goss is. Yes, I was I was checking out the pictures. I was like, gee, he is dreamy. He's he cute. Is dr- cute. He's fucking hot. Yep. I, oh my god. I he's not my type. But he's cute, girl. He's listen, he's not my time. More for us, then. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. Listen, I'm marking him. He was very nice, and we had a great talk. Actually, we had a really awkward lunch. Uh, some of the interview, or not interview, recorded, but just talking. Like I asked him a couple questions, like about Amanda Palmer and some other indie songwriters that we know in common. Mm-hmm. And we had it was a good conversation. We had some really good, uh, good stuff. So I, I don't know. What, uh, I haven't heard the Pat interview yet, but. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be pretty awesome. And that's going to be part of our gay singer-songwriter series that we're going to be putting out soon. Uh, Another series, uh, before we get into our comics, is uh, Drag is the New Spandex. What's that all about? That sounds fantastic. (laughs) It does, in theory, right? Now, actually, uh, Oral, this is his little little show with a... Pat and me as his backup. No, you're my you're my executive producers. We're the wind beneath your wings. Yes, honey. you are. Who's uh, Roz? <laughs> Who's your Roz? <laughs> puppet master. No, uh, Beyonce uh, from Ocala, that Ocala area. She uh, was on. Uh, we recorded it this Ooh, past. Fantastic. So, yes, I, uh, I know her as Beyonce and Anthony. I mean, they're awesome. Love him to death. Uh, every chance we've had to work with him with Bears in the City. Or just go help see, perform, and, and be a part of. Fantastic. We love the love to death. So that'll be the next episode. And then after that, we're going to move. So we've, so we've done Pageant Queens with Chantel. We've done uh, Skag Drag with Beyonce. I think we're going full on Comedy Queen next. So uh, Ooh, stay so tuned. To Pandora. Stay tuned. We're, we're, we're working on an arc here. We're starting small and local. Not that uh, our fellow Orlando artists are small by any stretch of the imagination. Chantel certainly is not. Uh, I hell, just neither is Chantel smacked you in the face. Did you feel Chantel smacked him in the mm-hmm. face for that comment? Did I say Chantel came in second, by the way? Yes, you did. So uh, we really are happy that she uh, she placed in the top three. And uh, next year, expect bigger. Interesting side note. Third time in heels in my entire life. Not too shabby. Yeah. 
not too shabby but as RuPaul says I gotta sissy that walk <laughs> a little <laughs> bit <laughs> and those were some heel like the boots the thigh high or the, the thigh high boots were actually Ooh. easier to walk in Ooh. yeah I was wearing thigh high boots so those uh, easier to walk in stay tuned for uh, the new dragons and new spandex coming out very soon also if you've not heard it yet we had a great interview with Greg Rucka it was so much fun. He's so um, cute. I just love him. He was really sweet. Um, that is actually probably preceding this one. If you're on the Flame on feed, if you're on the Nerdy Show feed, dig back a few and you'll find it. Let's talk comics. Because, you know, there are so many people out there who love the comic section. And surprisingly, I didn't think, because I'm used to people kind of tuning us out when we get to comics. There are people who, like, that's their whole thing. That's why they mm-hmm. listen to us. Really? Yeah. That's fine. I know. I'm surprised. But see, unfortunately, the indie, <sighs> I never got to read it. Sex Criminals too. No, really, never got. We never got it. it. We're not getting into what happened. Yeah, have it. Where'd you guys? Oh, did you get just enough for the polls? And not even. We got hosed. So So where'd I get it? Did I not get it at the store? You you Mm -hmm. might have. We had a few. Okay. So if you could let us borrow it, that'd be great. Well, and I will tell you this. I don't know if it's just a limited time thing, but the first issue is up on Comicsology. You can get that as a trial. I've already read it. If you haven't, I'm just saying. I want to read issue two. Well, I got you. I'll, I'll let you read two. Thanks. So, so um, for those of you not reading this or not, don't know about it, Matt Fraction, Zadarsky, I can't ever think of his first name, Greg, maybe? I think so. Dresses up like a big cat, cat uh, Garfield. They are writing the most uh, perverse, but not not negatively perverse, like positively perverse. That's an mm. awesome power to have. That they have oh, that when they uh, oh. orgasm, they stop time. Oh my god, that's so awesome! Wait till you hear what the guy calls it in the second episode. He has his own name for the the, the space that he goes into. Uh-huh. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, the colors in that damn book are just gorgeous, like rainbowy, trippy craziness. They are. They're they're borderline psychedelic. Yes. Um, well, I love the way the covers just themselves just pop. The covers are very Hickman-esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the covers a lot. No, this is just a great book. Now, again, if you're in an all-ages store, you may have to look around for this a little bit. But if you go to a comic shop, it's featured right on the eye level. You'll you'll find it. Although, you know, whenever it's Right next to up. Tiny Tiny's books. <laughs> <laughs> hide your kids, hide your... No. Um... But yeah, no, this is, uh, Fractions is doing some great work uh, in indie and at Marvel. And so Sex Criminals is definitely one of the, the, the uh, including also uh, Satellite Sam, which there's a gay character. So they're dealing with some uh, kind of repressed homosexuality in the 50s. That's interesting. Uh, after the second issue, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I would really love to love Satellite Sam, but there, and this is coming from someone who loves to read. There's a lot of damn words in that book. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's one of those books that you can't easily get through in a single sitting. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I'll space it out. The other thing is you can't read like, okay, here's the habit thing. Some days I'll come home whenever I get my books and it's a huge stack. I have to split that stack and I'll take like those titles that are a little more involved and in depth. I'll pull those off to the side or I'll mix one of those in with my light heart hearted sort of action books because you really just it's a lot to read that's those books are the books that i read in the forefront because just get them out of the way because i i may not make it to the end Eric. you know that <laughs> i know it's hard tuesday it night forever. you're just like Mm-mm, i can read six books i've got 13 gotta make them count so uh satellite sam's awesome um i read the new prophet I don't know what the hell is going on. I think there was a gap in between one or two of the issues recently, and that book is really hard to follow sometimes. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different threads that you're kind of like, 
wait, what, what's, what's this one doing? And they're all John Prophet, so it's kind of confusing. So I need to go back and probably start from the relaunch, number 25 or whatever, and just go read it again to kind of figure out where everything is at. Yeah. Um, but it is cool. They got the kid. The son, those of you old 90s uh, uh, fans of Wildcats, the space children of Bad Rock, basically, are in play now and, and doing things. And that's kind of crazy and bizarre. And they keep making allusions to things from that uh, image universe, the Liefeld universe. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Are there any other indie books? I talked to... Did I talk Sand about Sandman? Oh, well, that, yeah. you know, I didn't put that in, in, in indie, but I guess Vertigo... Well, well let's talk about that. So... Well, uh, let's talk about Vertigo in general. Uh, sure. No, of course. We'll start with Sandman, though. This, of course, is the new Sandman book, which Neil Gaiman said there was another story he could tell all along. He's like, yeah, I got another story or whatever. But since the Sandman universe kind of... It kind of had a nice bow on it, this had to be a prequel. So it is. Right. It's kind of a... Uh, a story that we have not seen in the past. But what's weird about it, it's very different from any of the other Sandman I've ever... All, all, all four absolute volumes that I read. Hmm. It's like kind of multiverse, space trippy. Yes, it is. Very. Um, and it's uh, kind of expensive, if I may uh, kind of complain a well, little it's bit. it's every 12 months, so... You, you, can, you can chip <laughs> in... We can shout out the extra, what, dollar? It's only a dollar more. Well, I thought it would be... Okay, I say this only because I thought it would be a longer story, but it's the gatefold inside cover. It's there's like little Not things Not only like that, that, there were a shit ton of ads in there. <laughs> yes! You're absolutely right. I'm glad you reminded me about that. So, you know, I don't say this to say don't get it, because I think you should check it out. If you're a Sandman fan, you're going to buy it anyway. If you're not a Sandman fan, I will say, don't, pro- don't buy this, because you're not going to know what the hell's going on. You don't know all these characters. Go get volume one. I'm sure there's many copies at a comic shop or your local store. Yeah, the dollar issue just came out. They yep. just reprinted the dollar issue. Read the beginnings of what Sandman is. Don't read this yet, because again, it's going to be lost on you, but... Know that it's out there and J.H. Williams art. Oh my god, I gorgeous. love the way how diverse he is. Oh, like he, I like, I, I'm mesmerized at and, and awe that he did that whole issue because it's so every chapter was a different, uh, you know, a different form. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's I, beautiful. It's gonna be a beautiful thing at the end. Um, it's uh, early In about days, 12 years. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just a once a month. That's what you're saying. Oh no, no, it's no. it's it's supposed to be bi monthly, but now they already said a December's issue is going not going to come out till February. So maybe we wait in trades. I don't know. No, we'll see. I'll probably keep buying it. Um, especially if I forget it's even out, I'll just pick it up. Uh, Hinterkind, still yes. great. Yeah, oh, that's so much fun. I love that book. <laughs> mm. Did I talk about three? What's that? No. Kieran Gillen. It's sort of related to three hundred, but it's his like. I, he wanted to tell the story of the slaves of the Spartans. I forgot the name of their culture, but there was like its own little group. And so this is a four-issue mini about those people. Okay. So okay. it's not meant to... What's that? I know. I was like, wait a minute. I remember seeing that. Yeah. The arts are a little rough. I didn't love, love, love the art. I forgot who the artist was. Um, it's very bloody. Lots of nudity. Like all that stuff. Because Sparta. Yeah, no. It's interesting. If you're, if you're a fan of the Greek era... If you're and you want to see something a little more historically accurate, that's one thing. He's like, I didn't want this to be 300 in the sense that it's just ridiculously inaccurate. But at the same time, I, I had to make some, and he has a whole big thing in the back matter. So, what else? Any other indies that are worth mentioning? Um, I'm not reading too many. I mean, the usual Manhattan Projects is great. No. East and West is great. God, uh, uh, God is dead. I don't even know what the hell. I, I, I like uh, it enough. It's so not Hickman to me. It's very it's not. different. It's it's. 
I this and this is what I was afraid of. It feels very Avatar. Yes. Me. Oh my God. It is straight up Avatar. And you know, I won't. I will. I will not say that as a bad thing because there have been some Avatar titles that I've really enjoyed. Well, Warren Ellis did right. some really good Avatar yeah, stuff. But it just, and it reminds me of Super Gods. This is the problem. It's being flavored by a lot of other things. Well, I think Hickman is co-writing it with his artist. Mm. So whether that means he's who knows how much he's contributing or not. It does not feel like a normal Hickman book. So I didn't read Pretty Deadly yet, but I've heard many good things, and I'm hoping. Greg Rucker, you know, said it was great. Well, I'm hoping to pick it up uh, very soon at my Me local too. store. Hopefully, we'll. Mm, I I like to read Rat Queens too. Rat Queens too. Yeah, I heard that was great. I read a little of Pretty Deadly, and then the customer are just like, "Oh yeah, walk down there. I'll grab your books for you." I'm like, "Pretty Deadly." Oh crap! I got like seven pages in. Was really enjoying. <laughs> then he came up to the register. I had to sell him. Oh, I'm very excited about that series though because I love Kelly Sue and uh, Rios, the artist. She sounds like she's pretty awesome too. I heard an interview with her and Kelly. Let's move on to some Marvel and DC. Okay. Okay. I uh, we won't talk too much about Battle of the Atom. We will talk a little bit because we have to get at least yeah. a little bit out. But uh, I uh, liked it. I don't give a flying bleep 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 what you people say. All Eric, you were cussing up a storm just not. I don't fucking care what you people <laughs> say. You. I fucking Thank loved you. it. It was great. It was a great finale to set up for the whole thing that's coming. Here's the thing. You and wah, 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 wah. I want bigger. I want bigger. I don't like events that don't end on their own and have a nice resolution. Now this did have resolution. I'm not gonna say it didn't. That's why they had the epilogues in the book. Do they need to have five of them? I don't yeah. know. Seems a bit much. <laughs> there was just an element in, in this final issue uh, I didn't really like, and I don't know if it was because of the way they wrapped everything up. I don't know if it's because I didn't feel like really there was a lot of consequences. It translates to nobody really important died. I don't know. I'm not, no consequences. No, the fact that <laughs> Shield just unleashed all these sentinels that they so had, here's that they the just thing. showed that you know here we go again. If we see more follow up from this, and I'm sure in all the various books we're going to see the, the the aftermath. As is the case, as you know, always the case. And Wolverine and the X Men, and Uncanny. So good and all new, mm-hmm. right? All new, amazing, and amazing, amazing, all new, amazing. and, and X Men. Like and there X-Men. are ramifications. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There was something about that. I loved it. Ninety nine percent of the event, I loved. I just didn't think the, the landing, as they say, was stuck. If it, it, it didn't feel like it really delivered on that promise of this. 50th anniversary, you know, ties to Days of Future Past, this... That's where I think my expectation... Every incarnation is crazy. (laughs) We could have told you that, honey. Hey! Uh Which color shirt are you wearing tonight? Red? Mm -hmm. I'll just shut the fuck up. (laughs) So, that's going to be followed up by a great little microsode, probably the one after this, that's going to be at least our Jean Grey and Madeline Pryor uh, analogs here, discussing this event in more full... So stay tuned for that. Uh, Infinity is slowly winding its way down. Right, there's one more issue. There's right. we're done. One more Avengers. Yeah, one more Avengers. One more Infinity, and then the epilogue, which will be <coughs> New Avengers, and then it goes into Inhumanity. In well, the, which is, they is just that's the mini. And there's then a the one series. shot, one oh, shot, and then a series. Then the series, okay. And then Hickman is going to keep doing his stuff in the Avengers books. So this is the thing. I don't think everything's going to be all wrapped up with a nice bow in this either. Because Hickman's got oh, a bigger story. You, you, but it's Hickman, so it's okay. Of course. Right? Oh, absolutely. Of course. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the contradiction. I yeah. guess. Well, Bendis isn't the only writer on his thing. 
And he did he co-write Battle it, of the Atom with all the different writers? It was, no, it was him. It, it was Tim, Bendis, Jason Aaron, Jason Aaron, and Brian Wood, <laughs> which are the three writers of those all those books. Yeah, Hickman's pretty much doing it on his own with Avengers and New Avengers. Although Nick Spencer keeps popping up on random covers, and that's the other one. So they're going to spin out the new. What's it called? The all Avengers Marvel Now, one. Avengers World, Avengers World, and all new Marvel Now. All new Marvel now. All new Marvel now, because Marvel now wasn't new. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have to, I mean, I think it's kind of smart to keep the comic books very uh, accessible to yes. everybody. New number one. Unlike, now here we go with DC, now we're in the 20s, the yep. late 20s, and now they're becoming, <clears throat> starting to get further from yep. the reach. Well, and you heard about five years later, right? Yep. Jump into DC, they're going to have a new big event. Five years later. We'll see what happens. But anyway, back tomorrow. <laughs> Just picture five years later, everybody without a job at DC Comics. <laughs> <laughs> Five years later, DC Comics go bankrupt. <laughs> oh, it's all just black. Um, the woman's still gone. I'm uh, good. Yeah, but but let's let's focus a little. Okay. So, Infinity, I I was really event fatigued from Marvel. Uh-huh. Um, and DC did something that I was really appreciative of. Of they only did events within those like certain books. So like, if it was a Batman Justice event, it was a Batman in Batman books. Yeah, Justice League event. Uh, in the Justice League book. And Marvel just kept, uh, you know, another big event that's going to change things. Another big event. And even though I like aspects of Avengers versus X-Men, it's not my favorite event. No. However, both Battle of the Atom and Infinity side by side has restored my faith in Marvel being able to tell really big stories with big ideas and, and doing it well. Well, yeah, um, hands down, let me tell you, like, I, I didn't know anything about Thanos. Uh, Jason Aaron wrote me in with Thanos. And then now it's like this infinity has roped me into the Inhumans that I knew nothing mm-hmm. about. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I know of, I know the, how big and powerful they all are. But now I'm getting to see it and I'm just like in awe. I also love that Infinity took us out into the cosmic, introduced yep. us to a lot of characters that a lot of us knew, but a lot of us didn't. And it's tying all that right back into the Earth stuff now with the return to well, take back it's Earth. Stupid that the Avengers like, okay, come on, we got this. We'll just leave Earth to like Spider Man. He's got it, right? <laughs> no, to uh, the mighty Avengers. Mm-hmm. 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 Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> Blade. Mm hmm. So, uh, no, Avenger, uh, Infinity's awesome. I am curious to see how they tie it in with New Avengers. The whole Thanos now has the world ending or universe ending or whatever device. And uh, what else? They're, they're, uh, there's an incursion happening, so they have to stop the incursion. And uh, all the Inhumans are running around doing crazy shit, including Thanos' son Thane. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to tie up. Right. So I'm kind of curious. Well, I so think that whole thing it is all really ties up. setting up the Inhuman, so it's going to continue. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, of course. So there's going to be no ending. Damn it. Here, will, there be, will there be six epilogues, too? Probably. Well, you got the Avengers epilogue. Got the new Avengers epilogue. Uh, you have the Inhumanity one yeah, shot. Really. <laughs> you got that. Ah, Don't fuck. forget about me. <laughs> there goes my, uh, my pocketbook. So uh, Amazing X-Men. This is not related to Battle of the Atom, but it's separate. I mean, it tied in, but um, what do you guys think of uh, Nightcrawler? That was cool. Yeah, like... Up in I'm heaven. See where it goes. <laughs> yeah, point blank, I'm like... Playing as a harp, you know. Up in heaven, but it's like his, his father... As he's Is that new? When did in. they make that connection? A while ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. It just feels like it was something that first class kind of trotted out, and then now no, it's... No, it was before was that. Was it before that? No, okay. we knew that. It was his Well, father. who's the mom? Is it Mystique? Mystique. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, I did... I mean, I love... Nightcrawler's one of my favorite characters, and since Jason Aaron is one... No, no, actually, Jason didn't kill him, did he? No, it was during Second Coming. Who, yeah. I don't remember who was right. I don't remember. Uh, probably Fraction or one yeah, of those guys. Yeah, I think guys. it was Fraction, Gillian. Well, 
you can tell Aaron because he did write an episode about Nightcrawler with Wolverine. Those are characters near and dear to him, and so I think he's very happy to tell this story and bring him back. But I will say, anytime you go to Heaven or Hell in Marvel or DC books, it's always kind of a dodgy proposition because there are always unique, different takes mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. We've already seen Wolverine go to Hell. Uh, what about a year or two ago with Jason Aaron's stuff? Yeah, I'm about to. No, more than that. Was but- it? A while ago, three, three. Well, we're double shipping it. I don't know how to figure it out. Um, (laughs) Two days ago, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So he's handled this kind of thing before in in a different kind of way. So I like um, the way he depicts heaven. heaven You know, it's kind of like what we vision yeah. when you say well it's kind of crazy though that we got Azazel basically well, yeah, I can think, look, we got these red bands the these red bands <laughs> that what? when they pop out on the X-Men the I, Bobby's like oh god <laughs> I assume we're going to get an answer on these damn bamps I mean I think this is where we're going to get it yeah. it's crazy with all the red and blue bamps anyway uh, um, art's beautiful McGinnis normally I mean I'm, I'm hot or cold McGinnis the cable X-Force thing he did with the Avengers mm-hmm. Ooh, that was bad but um, this looks great so I um everybody's too muscly for me. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see him doing Superman Hulk. That's what he's just doing. Yeah. I I want to know. Oh, why the fuck is Firestar here? Yeah, you know who the fuck? She here? doesn't even know why she's here. Why am I in this room? Why am I going here? Can I get somebody to eat people? I wonder if it's well. I mean, because Katie Pride was kind of that character for a little bit. Mm. And now she's gone over to the uncanny. And what made group? Iceman a hot commodity all of a sudden? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that either. Like, all of a sudden, everybody's like, can I fuck that popsicle? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It is what it is. What else? Uh, Avengers Arena is wrapping up. Yep. That's been great. You liking that still? Mm-hmm. I need to go read that. Thor's still really good. Oh, Thor's fantastic. New issue coming out soon? Because it's been a couple yes, weeks. This week. This week. Okay. I'm very excited about that. Arms of the Octopus. This was an event that I honestly didn't really know much about, even though I know there were flyers I out. read all the rest of it, and that was enough. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Mike Costas uh, is a writer. Did I hadn't heard about it. Finish it up. Did you get a complete story out yeah, of this part? It's a standalone it story. Okay, it's a standalone story. Okay, yeah, good. There's yeah. no. This is the nice thing about this. They basically took all new X Men, Superior Spider Man, and the Hulk, and threw them together, and had this science villain that did time travel stuff with old Doc Ock. I mean, it was it's fun, and and it has sort of an indie art style. The books don't look very super... They're more cartoony, I guess, than realistic. And the writing is fun. The uh, all-new X-Men are fun like kids, basically, kind of having like their little we're lost in this crazy world moments, and Superior Spider-Man is written really well, a la like what uh, Dan Slott's doing in his book. I mean, it was fun. It was spanned three issues, different little one-shots with each group, and I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So, you know, it's very easy to overlook in all the other big events going on, so if they're... Uh, Still on your shelves, you should check them out. Very reasonably priced for a decent amount of story. If you look, it's like at least a 30 something maybe page story for only oh, $4.99, whatever. <laughs> I was I was to, but it feels like $4.99. There's not a lot of fucking ads. Oh, and you get a digital copy too, which is always nice. Loki and Young Avengers all grown up. Mm. Oh, he's <laughs> so adorable. I mean, Fo, we talked about Thor, we talked about how awesome Loki is. Is it basically now where he's sort of been the sort of anti-hero or sort of hero and now more anti-hero maybe? Like, that's the new status quo for him. He's not a hero exactly, but he's not a villain now. He's just kind of somewhere in between. Agent of Asgard, right? Yep. So he's going to be working for the All Mothers again, just like he was in in Journey into Mystery. Right. Uh, the, The writer who's writing it is also writing Mighty Avengers. 
So, so I'm hoping beyond hope that this uh-huh. is actually going to be good. Yeah. But they say that at some point Loki will like be bisexual. Like he's gonna flip for female. He's gender female. fluid. Yeah. And he he's done it before, so <coughs> I think that's going to be kind of so cool. So what do you feel about all the Uncanny X-Force and Cable X-Force cancel and just coming out with X-Force? I think that's a good thing yeah, because no, neither... We get, cable, we, get say, we get the best of both. Wait, neither wait. book, and I love Sam Humphreys and I love Hopeless. When was this decided? It was announced <laughs> a Friday. They're having a, a crossover and then out of that it's going to come yeah, only one book. X-Force. So it's going to be it's Cable, Domino, Psylocke, Phantom X, uh, Hope. One more. Oh, I didn't see her in the lineup. Forge, basically none of, none of the Jeff ones. Killer, Colossus, none of them. I didn't see Colossus' oh. name. I didn't. Who? Yeah, who's, who's writing, writing it? it? Huh. See, I think it goes back and forth with me. But there's aspects of both books that I like, and then there's stuff I don't like at all. I don't love the Revenant thing that they're doing now with uh, Sandra Nova and all that stuff. I don't love the Cable's uh, future daughter Hope as Strife. That whole thing. Like, there's a like, ah. But I do love, like, the Dr. Nemesis and Forge relationship. I love seeing Colossus and uh, Domin- uh, Domino fuck all the time. That that <coughs> just doesn't ring true. I love it. Oh, no, I think it... Yeah, he's having a midlife crisis, I understand. Yes. Um, I get it. I, I don't... don't Please don't think that... But that doesn't ring I true with like Colossus at all? No, no, I don't have... I have an issue with that relationship. Oh, you don't think it's a healthy relationship? No. Well, I'll agree with you there. Yeah, and, and I don't think... I don't really think that it, it would ever work. But that's just... That's me nitpicking. It's a short-term relationship is what I think. Yeah, no, I get that. My my thing is, is that I understand what each of these books are trying to do. Yeah. I just don't think either of them are very good. I don't think they're as successful as they should... Not that they should be, but as they could be. So it's nice to see that they're going to retool and focus on one book. Mm. And I don't know who the two writers are going to get it, but we'll see. Which I'm glad Cable's going to be a part of it because honestly, I I still love Cable and I'd like to see him keep doing stuff. Which you know, it's sad because Hopeless, who writes <coughs> um, Avengers Arena, Avengers Arena writes Uncan on uh, Cable and X Force, right? And Sam Humphreys, who writes Uncanny X Force, wrote one of my favorite runs a lot on, of good stuff. on Ultimate X Men. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like okay. He, here we go. Ready? It's Cable. Domino, Phantom X, Psylocke, and Marrow. Marrow? Do you remember Marrow? Yeah, the And Marrow. <coughs> and, Mar- and it's written by S-P-U-R-R-I-E-R? Spurrier. Spurrier. Yeah. yeah. And Rocky Kim? Who, huh. and Spurrier's been writing... Cy Spurrier. Yeah, he... Cy Spurrier, when he does really good things, he does it really well. Yeah. He's but he's also coming. writing, if I'm not mistaken, X-Men Legacy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, that's yeah. going to be exciting. So, any other Marvel books that Marvel's? No, that's good, pretty much it. Marvel. These, oh, Iron oh. Man's. I'm sorry. One last thing. Oh yeah, Iron Man is getting better. You, and here's yeah. here's what I will say. Um, once once it got past the obligatory, the movies coming out, so you have to write this villain in. Right. It slowly got its legs, yeah. and now it's moving in a really fun direction. But the damage has been done, and it's hard for people to get back into it. I think I agree, and you you sold me a little bit on it when we were talking about it the other night. Um, I think it needs a reboot, though. 
really at this point. It, it's gone so far afield of what Iron Man should be, I think, and in the current Marvel climate that I really do think get rid of the cosmic costume first of all because it looks it looks hideous, it's ridiculous, terrible. Go back to the the Earthbound one. It's like black and gold. That one's not bad. And just reboot it. He comes back to Earth, does whatever he needs to do, t- ties back into his stuff with uh, with Pepper. And with the company. No, he's back on Earth now. Oh, that's right. You said he's building like a utopia. Yeah, he's of. trying to. Like, he's back on Earth. Okay. He has a brother. That's right. Spoiler, he's adopted. Da-dum. That's the big, oh, I've changed the origin thing. Yeah. yeah. Secret origin. Well, I, I hope that, I mean, obviously, there's no real worry that the Iron Man's going to lose its book, even if the sales aren't great. But I feel like at this point, especially with the new generation of all new Marvel now, you know. They did it with. Fantastic Four, which needed to be done. Yeah, well, that's for true. DC, I did read Forever Evil 3, as did, uh, I think, all of us here. Which I liked a lot. I liked it. It turned the corner for me, because I was getting a little worried with the event. Mm. But it finally, like, locked some pieces in place. You know, seeing uh, Lex and Bizarro run around is pretty hilarious. Bizarro's uh, hilarious, too. Yeah. Having Lex the flower, and Lex like, oh, please! <laughs> Having uh, the, the battle lines drawn against the... Uh, the rogues. Well, the rogues. So now I'm learning about the rogues is that they were, um, they had the powers within them. Yep. But now it's been ripped out of them. Well, only Captain Cold, I think. Yeah, only Captain Cold. So he will go back to probably having the gun. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, so it's kind of a chance to retcon some stuff that they're like, eh, this didn't work. But, um, no, and they're finally showing what's happened to the Justice League, which obviously we all knew they didn't die. Turns out they're in the Firestorm Matrix, Matrix yeah, somehow, and that, that in there. they've got like these weird things happening to them. They're sort of like in heaven or hell, depending on what you look at it. It's um, like with uh, Ray Shaku <laughs> did what they did in that movie with Batman. You know, he had everybody what they thought like Wonder Woman had to keep fighting. Yeah, you know, so they were all lost and with their heart, hearts desire. Justice League Doom. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Justice League Doom. They're you know they're all in their moments. Yeah, so I mean it, it, they're they're gonna come out of that at some point. I, it still freaks me out what's happening with Cy, uh, Cyborg. What's Cyborg? That little buddy. Um, well, did you see the variant cover? That was so racist. Had a whole bunch of white people ripping yep. apart this black man. Yep. <laughs> wow. Ripping apart Cyborg. All white. It is like not a wow. ethnicity, but white. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And not cool, DC. I was like, whoa. Okay, that's a racist cover. Here you go, people. <laughs> um, the tie-ins are actually diminishing like I think people like a lot of the books are either jumping back and doing a story out of time or they're just going on with their own story unaffected yeah, like Wonder doing, Woman it's just Justice League <laughs> Justice League of America Justice League Dark ties in but I think they're dealing with their own villain Forever Evil Blight yeah, yeah. yeah. the 18 part miniseries oh. Now, uh, Batman's got Year Zero, and a lot of books are tying into that. Yes, and uh, Greg Pak's action comics very good, fucking very good. I, I even if I give up on some other DC books, action comics again will be one of the ones I absolutely keep and and really enjoy because Greg Pak's a great. I cannot believe great like, writer. I, on Wednesday morning, I said to Oral and Aaron, I was like, I can't believe three books that I read that I thoroughly enjoyed with three Superman books, and it's been a long time. Yeah, it was Superman Unchained, Action Comics, and Batman Superman. Did you like the Batman Superman with the sideways cover, the sideways <laughs> thing again? It's been so long. I, has it been since? No, actually, you know what? They did a Sweet Tooth thing like that too. Yeah. But it felt like the 90s again. I was like, oh, yeah, my God, was, I remember. It was. It was okay. <laughs> See, I'm sorry. It, the writing, the story was great. Art, Brett it's Booth. Art. Yeah. You know, not like I think Brett Booth's a horrible artist. No, but. but 
uh, uh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jay, Lee Jay Lee, yeah. Brought such a dynamic to that book yeah, with his beautiful. art. And Jay as Lee soon it, as it was gone, I'm just like, Oop. it turned cartoony again. And, you know, people looking at him like, no, the story is still solid. But Jay Lee just brought it to an adult level, unlike Brett Booth brought it back down to a Titan yeah. level. Titan yeah. Titan level. It, 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 yeah, I don't, I'm not a big Brett Booth fan, but, um, but Greg Pack's writing is definitely very solid. So, um, actually, or, uh, Unbound, I'm not loving that. It's, it, it needs to be unchained. unchained. Okay. Well, this <coughs> issue I like. This is who I like. I just, well, Lex hey. Luthor was fucking creepy with this fucking little doll. Jimmy Olsen's like, just tell me, man. Yeah, that, that <laughs> just was, tell me. That was pretty awesome, that part. <laughs> that poor Jimmy, man. I don't think, I think, if, I think if it had been a different artist, this would have been a really solid, but having Jim Lee, you deal with the Jim Lee baggage, you deal with some of his posing and all the 90s sort of feel. Plus, it's hideously late. So, like, I, I want I want this story to be told in a way that really does it justice. The way that Capullo tells Snyder's story in <laughs> yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I don't think that's what's happening, so I, I will keep reading it. I have a question. It, has Batman ever been late? Oh, uh, well. Because I has now. Like, uh-huh. Has now. Well, you know, before this, but they're... I mean, actually, no. The, he, it hasn't been late. Villains Month happened. I think even before Villains Month, it was late. That's why we got, like, a three-issue one thing, remember? With 25, he did, like, it was oversized. It had, like, oh, okay. two well, okay. two issues at least. But, if even, but even so, like, other than that, it's been timely. No, overall it has. Uh, it's just... So, so no, I think Apollo's pretty good about that. We know Jim Lee is... A, oh, I know. Oh. Little little uh, little Didio is what I keep thinking every time I see him. I'm like, is that you? is that Didio? No, it's it's uh, Capullo. <coughs> sure, he'd love that. Um, any other big DC things? Like, I actually I read Green Lantern the uh, like out. Yeah, well, I didn't read. I read the first issue. I, I didn't read the annual, but then I read the the next issue, so I know what happened at least. By it reference. was very entertaining. Yeah, I'm sorry, but the thing that bothers me is like Relic was trying to help. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why are you? So- you know, so they didn't solve the problem. No. And I know there's a bigger thing coming now. There's you know what it's called? It's called... Like maybe we should... No. Maybe <laughs> we should totally reduce our carbon emissions so we don't contribute to the greenhouse gas effect. Maybe we should try to <laughs> conserve... No? Kicking the can How down the road? You <laughs> Kicking no, the can down It's the actually more like the congressional budget impasse. They don't solve the budget problem. They just keep passing continuing resolutions, and yeah. then they have a crisis, a fiscal crisis, and all this crazy shit. Oh, what's the big solution? Oh, we'll punt it down for another three months, and they'll deal with it in January. I mean, I love that it actually mirrors the real world in that way, yeah. but yeah, it is kind of a whole, okay, now what? I do think the new Green Lantern issue where they're like, okay, well, now we're going to start policing the use of the color or the emotional spectrum. Like That makes sense as a mandate for the Green Lanterns, as long as they don't keep using it all the damn time to make all these different constructs, you know? They don't know how... They, they, they have <laughs> Not nothing to. else. They Well, they've got to come up with something else. Yep. That will be interesting if Venditti... Uh, and the other writers, if they really kind of go down that road and saw and play with that idea, that's fun. That's different. That's neat. I also read today that the Red Lanterns are going to get a new recruit. Did you read who it was? Mm-mm. Supergirl. Interesting. That's psycho. Great. Yeah. That's what they. She has a lot to be angry about. Uh-huh. So that's coming. I'll fall the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. So I'm very interested to see who's coming, and they're going to have a crossover of Green and Red Lanterns. That'll be kind of fun. So uh, other DC stuff. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman has still been fantastic. great. <laughs> I um, love that she was they uh, uh, was Apollo called a meeting and where's the god where's the god of war and she shows up and yeah it's just like I don't like that name and then like in the quotes okay Wonder Woman <laughs> yeah yeah 
I just love her book so much. It's, it's, uh, it's got its moments. I need to go back and read the stuff I missed, but uh, I, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> um, Animal Man is still really great. It's super creepy. Um, I need, I've seen, I missed some of that, some of that too. Al- I need to read it. Albuquerque's on art. Oh, so he's his, good. Uh, like, he, him doing Animal Man is very, <laughs> very good. And while like the previous issues have been very visceral, uh-huh. this is just very... I say gruesome, not uh, no grotesque. Okay, it's very grotesque, but that's his art. Like there's yeah, beauty in that's that. That's his style. Um, and then Swamp Thing is still one of my top five favorite books in DC. The annual was great. Yeah, this past issue was super good. It's just I'm I'm I love Charles Soule a yeah. lot. He is one of the up and comings that everyone should pay attention. Did we talk about Letter Forty Four? This thing about the, the letter to the yeah. president and the space shuttle or no, the we mission. Didn't. That was a cool little indie book, and I don't yeah. remember who produced who published it. But yeah, it was Sony Press. <laughs> some some kind of moon on it. Yeah, some random. Yeah, but no, check it out if you like. Uh, it very sci-fi, very Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah, oh, it's cheap. No, it's and the art's a little dodgy too, but um, no, it's good sci-fi. Like that's good Arthur C. Clarke, Heinlein, Asimov influence. Like you yeah. can see it all over the place. But are there any other big DC books? I feel like we're missing something major DC wise. But uh, oh well, uh, Flash. Uh, the creative team's going to be moving on to uh, Detective Comics. That's yes. going to be very exciting. I'll probably start reading Detective when that happens. I don't know. Who's taking over Flash, though? I can't remember. Because um, I'm interested to see what they do with that. I don't know. Yeah, so that's all the big, big important comic news that we've been up, keeping up to. If you like our comic reviews and you want to hear more of them, please feel free to suggest Microsoft topics. We're always looking for... Uh, as you some as you probably know if you've listened to the show a little bit you know we have like a major cash recording and then we have like a uh, a focused topic uh, episode uh, we will be doing more dragons new spandex we will, we will be doing battle of the atom coming up we're working on a gay gaming uh, episode which should be really interesting if we do what we want to do with that uh, gay musicians that's something I've been setting up and, and we should have that soon uh, but if you have a specific topic about comics or anything really uh, we are on flameonshow.com it's our web presence uh, facebook.com uh, slash flameonshow if you're on twitter and you want to tweet at us flameonpodcast and I think that's enough social media we're on tumblr and Insta. we're on all these other things too but you know or just p- stop by the comic shop and say, or stop by, <laughs> show them your pecs or your ass. I don't know. I don't know. What, what would you want some fan to do? Just come by and just say hi, buy a few books, you know, have a beer at the Geek Easy. Well, that's oral because he has quote unquote morals <laughs> and he treats people yes, respect. I do. Me, show me your pecs, your ass, your. <clears throat> Messages on Grinder. If you happen to see one of us uh, nearby, uh, you want to say hi. That's always cool. Grinder, Growler, Scruff, whatever other sites are out there. I haven't tried the new grinder, but I've never even tried grinder, so I don't know. The new one supposedly has tribes. You can start a geeky tribe or something. A tribe? Oh, that's, that's what you guys it. need harems. <laughs> oh no, that is not what it means. It's like no, it, what does it mean? <laughs> it's like an interest group or something. It's so they can basically compete with Scruff and Growler. Well, that's no, all fucking talk about comics. <laughs> it's the everyone march through your appropriate gate. Yes. yes. Artisans over here. Yep, yep. Scholars yep. over here. <laughs> Laborers. <laughs> oh, are you guys excited about the new uh, Hunger Games movie? Yes, I did see nope. the trailer. No, did I've, you? I've never read and or watched the Hunger Games. Oh, you I have not. The books were great. The, you are the way you love to read. You will plow through them like they're really quick reads. Yeah. But the the movie is actually quite good. The uh, first one, so it's on Netflix, and every time I see it, I'm just like. <laughs> 
I feel like I would be selling that, myself short. That Hutchinson, oh, he's so dreamy. <laughs> no, and, and yeah, Helmsworth's brother is in it, too. Yeah, Liam. Right, yeah. it's Liam? Uh, he's I think so. The one that was going to marry Ray Miley. Miley. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, on that final note. Flame off. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to Nerdy Show. Dot com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out FlameOnShow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.